0: Hey there, if you're listening to this and you support us on Patreon, you can hear it via the Patreon page and free. You're listening to Sound Opinions, and this week we'll be sharing our favorite songs about giving thanks.
1: I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. But first, Jim and I have new albums by Courtney Barnett and Idols to review. i
2: walking around.
0: That is a little bit of Right, a list of things to look forward to by Courtney Barnett from her third album, Things Take Time, Take Time. Greg, we've been uh, big fans of Courtney Barnett since her debut EP. I've got a friend called Emily Ferris way back in 2012. It was a buried treasure for you. Uh, and we've followed uh, this Australian singer songwriter's career ever since. Uh, you know, really powerful debut album. Sometimes I sit and think and sometimes I just sit. A fine second album. And uh, now we're up to album number three. In between there, she made a record with Kurt Vile, not something you'd have expected, uh, king of slacker garage rock, Mm -hmm. and this Australian singer-songwriter, Um, You know, she uh, has been suffering, like everyone, from the COVID lockdown, and uh, she made this album without her regular touring band, uh, but in... in, uh close collaboration with Stella Mazgowa, the uh, the wonderful multi-instrumentalist and drummer from Warpaint. Let's dive right in with a song and then give our take on what Courtney Barnett is giving us on things take time, take time. Uh, I love that title. She has a great way with titles. Uh, this is a song called Ray Street. It opens the album on Sound Opinions.
2: Lot
1: This is a little bit of Ray Street from the new Courtney Barnett album, Things Take Time, Take Time. Courtney's got a sort of a stream of consciousness style about her singing, sort of a sing-speak style that I I really like. Very casual. It totally suited that uh, album she made with uh, Kurt Vile in 2017. That was one of my favorite records of that year, a lot of sea lice. And in some ways, it's a throwback to where she was with her first couple of EPs, which were very much kind of bedroom records. This is 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 another. It's more of a piece with those early EPs and the Kurt Vile record than it is with her two proper studio albums uh, preceding this one. Those were bombastic alternative rock, in the those, best sense of the word. Those were big records, uh, largely recorded with her band, mm-hmm. uh, which she tours. And she's incredible live. I, if, if you have not had an opportunity to see her, we hopefully will again soon. Yes. Uh, you know, great live band, captured well I- in the studio. But, you know, effective, Greg, in stripped-down mode. We had her, uh, for a live taping of Sound Opinions in 2016, uh, much more intimate in the Goose Island taproom. Yeah. She well, was great. Well, that's where songs like Avon Gardner come from, yeah. the early, early days. of of Courtney and and, and this is back to that style I I do feel that this record could have used more variety more rock it's a a, a little bit more subdued almost modest to a fault 10 songs 34 minutes I feel it would have worked better as a 6 to maybe 8 song tops EP I like the sentiments in the record it's about reaching out to people in isolation yeah. reaching him out, out to them. Are you okay? It's about talking about her friends, her acquaintances, even her former lover, so talking about the idea that, you know, uh, I, I'm here for you. I, I, I'm I'm thinking about you today. So in that in that sense, it's a nice low key uh, record to be heard when you're in isolation, like we all were for the last year and a half. At the same time, I feel there are some uh, Courtney songs that don't quite hold up to the to her track record of what? the recent past. <laughs> Splendor and Oh the Night. I think those songs don't belong in the record. I think they're kind wow. of they're kind of slog, slogging the record to a close. think it would have been better served as, as an EP. Uh, so I'm not entirely sold on this Courtney Barnett record as much as it pains me to say that. Well, I think you're wrong. Um, <laughs> I love this record. You know, Courtney Barnett has been uh, one of the
0: great sidewalk sociologists in uh, pop music history since Ray Davies, or Ray Davis, if you prefer, of the Kinks. Um, you know, and Ray Street opens up with her, uh, you know, in a funk. I don't know what to do today? Maybe I'll change my bed sheets. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know? right. and then staring out the window and seeing the garbage truck roll by, and a mom who is unable to control her kids who are running amuck, um, and all these little things—signs uh, uh, of life—you um, know—bring her back to the world of the living. You know, for an era where. People are obsessed with living online and sharing every detail. Courtney traditionally has told us about others and not as much about herself. You are right. She is singing about uh, about love and about relationships and about isolation. And, uh, you know, she's worrying about us, Greg, and it, it touches my heart when she says, you know, how are you all doing, basically? Uh, uh, yeah. Are you making ends meet?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> It's like it, it, this was the era of us having to check in on the people we care about because we didn't know how they were making out. I think it's a big leap forward in terms of her subject matter. I love the way that this relatively limited voice, you know, mm. she's got a kind of monotonal voice. And I say that in the great way of uh, Lou Reed or Patti Smith or, uh, uh, you know, Bob Dylan, you know, is able to express so much emotion and carry so much melody. Uh, I think this is a, a great album that really stands up beside her previous two solo records or that Lotta Sea Lice record. I I, I, I have no problems with it at all. I think you're being stingy. <laughs>
1: That is Car Crash from the new Idols record, Crawler. Uh, we uh, are fans of this band. Uh, Joe Talbot, the singer in the band, was on our show uh, amid the COVID crisis talking about the release of their previous album, Ultramano. Uh, they have uh, they have reinvented themselves. It's a often misused and overused word these days, but uh, I think the band is, has um, sort of repurposed itself in a lot of ways on this record. They have been around a long time, 2009 in Bristol, England, uh, Quintet. Debut EP came out in 2012, debut album in 2017. It was the second album, Joy as an Act of Resistance, in 2018. uh, that got people to notice them on a wider basis. The tour that followed that record uh, really established them as just a major force in rock music. Now they're back with a new record called Crawler. Here's a track from it called The Wheel on Sound Opinions.
2: Poster saying, Where's my dog? My friends, my family, my job. Your body's our back now, except for my man with a more pious grin and a bag in his hand. And so, again and again,
0: that is the wheel by idols. Greg, you indicated that there's uh, significant growth on album number four by Idols, and indeed there is. The uh, reason I wanted to bump into this segment with Car Crash uh, was, uh, you know, Talbot is looking inward and uh, criticizing himself uh, severely for drug and alcohol abuse. Uh, there are two songs on this album, Car Crash is one of them, about uh, a, a narrowly uh, missed uh, fatal accident, mm. you know, while under the influence and excoriating himself for that behavior. Uh, At one point he channels his mother uh, saying to him, can't you stop your drinking, Mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, I was thinking that this album was heavily inspired by J.G. Ballard's uh, bizarro world novel, Crash, in 1973. Mm. That has had resonance for many a fine English rock band. Joy Division, mm. your favorites, the normal Manic Street Preachers, among others. That mix of the utopian and the dystopian. I am attracted to something that could kill me. So rather than the big world view and, uh, you know, socialist in in the Brit sense, politics, of much of what uh, Talbot has given us before. He's looking at himself, and meanwhile, the band is growing by leaps and bounds. I, I don't think there's ever been as fun an idol song. Yes, fun, no. <laughs> not a word associated with them. Intense, aggressive, but fun uh, as as the new sensation, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of those goofy dance floor songs.
2: Do the new sensation so you want to now it from the right to the left
1: right now It's the last thing you expect the idols to yeah, write about, right. right? Like, you know, it, it, like Lou
0: Reed and the pre-Velvet Underground doing The Ostrich, right. you know? Um, I, I think there's a real uh, musical uh, playfulness on this record. The boys were clearly happy to be back in a room again recording, and Talbot is... Uh, Man, he has picked up the mantle of Nick Cave in terms of full-on drama that almost skirts being over the top, but the music is so powerful that his intense um, vocal delivery matches it. And when he's saying, "Can I get an hallelujah?" Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm there. I'm like going around the house, I'm screaming hallelujah. You know, Joe, all right.
2: Can I get a hallelujah? Get get
0: this is a high energy record, and it 's also uh, a challenging record that will make you reconsider what you think of idols
1: well yeah I, I agree you know with that in that you know the first three studio albums sort of established a template for their sound where we think we knew what this band was, and now they 're saying well we 're also this, yeah, uh, and that being that they can write more atmospheric songs, they can write these weirder. Kind of spectral soundscapey songs, and still make them work. You know, you mentioned Nick Cave. Yeah, I think that's an apt comparison. I, I think the last couple of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds records have been very much of these kind of deeply introspective, powerful records. Uh, not about overwhelming you with the, you know, the heavy duty rock, but coming at it from a more of a ballad. Perspective that almost sounds like it's otherworldly, yeah. and uh, you know Talbot is, is channeling some of that. I think the album peaks right in the middle, the Beachland Ballroom song, the, oh, that yeah. that ballad, yeah. quote unquote, a ballad. The word "damage" gets repeated over and over, and he's dealing with this issue of, you know, his, his alcohol abuse and coming to terms with that in a really profound way. And the album slowly but surely turns around from that point until the end. He's the song, the end, that ends the record, Life's Beautiful in Spite of Everything. And I'm thinking that ties in neatly with our theme today, Jim. Uh, yes. The, the song of giving thanks despite uh, a lot of stuff that's going despite on in the, the world. So despite the challenges.
0: Despite all the complications and the amputations, no as read
1: sang. Really powerful record uh, from Idols. Uh, I wouldn't say totally unexpected, but certainly a change for them in terms of the approach, more introspective, less about those bumper sticker choruses, and more about you know going through this personal struggle in a really powerful way. So uh, we've got our reviews in on Courtney Barnett and idols. Now we want to know what you think. Do you agree with our takes, or did we get it dead wrong? Let us know in our Facebook group or in our Patreon community. Or you can leave us a voice message on our website, soundopinions.org. Coming up, we're going to share some of our favorite songs about giving thanks. That's in a minute on Sound Opinions. And we are back! Every time a big holiday
0: rolls around, it gives us good reason, Mr. Cott, to look through our music collections and find the appropriate songs that connect to that day, which also happen to be pretty great songs. So you know what we are thinking about this week, Thanksgiving. You know, now there are not nearly as many songs specifically about Thanksgiving
1: as there are about Christmas, but the broader topic, I think there's quite a few. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the broader topic being giving thanks in general. And, uh, you know, we're, we're uh, I think we're trying to, we've we thought about this long and hard. Like, let's be appreciative. Yes. Because it's really hard to find reasons sometimes to be appreciative. And that, yes. it was kind of the theme behind this this week's it show. It was.
0: Now, we did this show once before, Greg, uh, episode 626 in yeah. 2017. And... Um, Boy, the uh, picks that both of us made really stand out, I think, as some of the greatest thank you songs ever. I did Thank You by Led Zeppelin. I did Mm -hmm. ABBA's Thank You for the Music. So I had to dig deeper this time. Some of my picks may be a little controversial, maybe with you, maybe Mm -hmm. with our listeners. Uh, But, uh, you know, I think uh, I can make a case for each and every one of them. I don't know how I missed Big Star's Thank you, friends, the first time because it is one of those great thank you songs. It's on Big Star 3rd, or Sister Lovers, the album that uh, uh, they made when Alex Chilton and uh, Jody Stevens on drums, when the band was falling apart, Mm -hmm. they never thought they'd have any career again in the music industry. Nobody cared about Big Star. They had come and gone. Uh, The revival and the worship of those Mm -hmm. power pop greats would not come for many years later. But the... You know, this is a dark night of the soul record. It is not uh, what the first two albums were, Big Star or Radio City. Um, And some people think, knowing how cynical, Mm. sarcastic, sneering, bitter I could go on, Alex Chilton could be, that Thank You, Friends is about him railing at the people who uh you know claimed some credit for his success while you know never having done anything to help him mm-hmm. and here he is at this low point uh in his life see I don't hear it that way I've listened to this many times and I had known the mythology of big star third sister lovers and uh when it was made but you know that album also has Jesus Christ was born today yeah. on it uh which I think is one of the most beautiful timeless uh, christmas songs ever you know mm-hmm. uh, we're going to do christmas songs in a couple of weeks with Andy Serzan you know we like to go left field with uh, sound opinions christmas but uh, on my short list very short list of great uh, rock songs about christmas that's one of them so i think you know you could never tell whether chilton was being sincere or sarcastic i choose to hear uh, thank you friends as as sincere you know all those ladies and gentlemen Thank You, Friends. And I remember, uh, you know, he he died in the middle of South by Southwest. uh, And uh, there was a tribute uh, show put together kind of ad hoc. And uh, it ended with Thank You, Friends. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't a dry eye in the house.
1: Yeah, it was a beautiful show. That was a
0: great, great show. And this is a great song. Big stars. Thank you, Friends. My first song about giving thanks in our second round of doing these, Greg. Uh, what, uh, what have you got for us? Uh,
1: I'm going to go with uh, Sister Sledge, We Are Family. Um, this is a song that has deep meaning for not only me, but uh, the rest of my family. We, uh, this was a, a regular, in regular rotation on the boombox that stood by... The sink in the kitchen. <laughs> At Sheikot. When, whenever we were washing dishes, we would crank up the boom box and uh, Sister Sledge, We Are Family, instant dance party in the kitchen. <laughs> Greg, Deb, Katie, Marissa were yeah. all grooving, you know, to the song. And it is, you know, it was just a fun family kind of affair. And this song was written about family. This is we're talking about Sister's Sledge. We are talking about the four sisters, Debbie, Joni, Kim, and Kathy Sledge. Uh, out of Philly, got signed to Atlantic in 71, same year as John Prine. Mm. Um, but they ended up, uh, you know, doing okay. But Atlantic loved them. They said, they're like family to us. They, mm. they hired these two upstart producer-songwriters to write songs for Sister Sledge. They happen to be named Nile Rodgers and Bernard Edwards. <laughs> they were starting to get some success with Chic, their mm-hmm. group, and now they were, this is gonna be their first outside production job. Niall told me once that the Atlantic executive was so effusive about talking about, you know, the girls being like family to us. Mm. And the next thing goes, that could be a song. We are are family. Lo and behold, we got We Are Family, a celebratory song about being together with your family. Um, You know... Some of us may not be looking forward to get being together with our family Thanksgiving. <laughs> There's but, always that one uncle. <laughs> but but these, four, these four women really did love each other, and you can hear it in this song. And that, uh, you know, I can say the vibe definitely translated to uh, our household as well. We are family from Sisters Lunch. Our family, Sister Sledge on Sound Opinions, a song of thanks. Jim, what do you got next for us? I'm going to Earth, Wind, and Fire,
0: Mr. Kai. Um, And it's never a bad reason to go to Earth, Wind, and Fire, no matter what they're singing about. It was, uh, it was soul, funk, and R&B day in music and media in Chicago, my big uh, first-year student uh, class yesterday. And, man, they just love when we get to Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> those costumes, those horns, Maurice White, you know, uh, trying to be cool and dance cool uh, and, and not really pulling it off, this former chess record session drummer mm-hmm. who really, you know, boy, boy, did he put together a great band. Um, Gratitude was the title of an album. Album they put out in 1975. I think of all the uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire songs, this is maybe in the middle third or bottom third, which is only a testament to how great Earth, Wind, and Fire is that I'm not putting it in the top third, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you know, this sentiment is timeless. Want to thank you, Freedom and Stride, Love, Peace of Mind. I just want to give gratitude. Uh,
1: I think that's a very nice sentiment on this holiday. No? Oh yeah, I, Earth, Wind, and Fire, man. Uh, celebration for the African-American community in the 70s. That was a rare and beautiful thing. because I think they, they uh, uplifted many people with songs like As this. As one
0: of my students said yesterday on a snowy, cold, dismal Monday with only four weeks to go left of the semester, mm. um, boy, it's impossible to listen to this and not feel great. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gratitude by Earth, Wind, and Fire.
1: We just want to give gratitude, yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire, Uh, Maurice White and company showing some gratitude. That's right. You can only throw your hands up and celebrate when you hear a song like that. This next song, there there are different levels of giving thanks. Uh, Some can be a little uh, darker than others, and I'm going to go to one of the little darker sentiments, expressions of gratitude. Tyler, the creator, with a song called Gone, Gone, Thank You from his Igor album from 2019. This was a basically an album length look at, a, at a, uh, a love triangle. Tyler's seeing a man who is also seeing a woman and the, the couple is being pulled away from Tyler. So he's feeling left out. And mm. by the 10th song on the record, he is the, it's over. The relationship is over. And it's a, it's, it's a somewhat bitter, bittersweet song uh, with the bitterness dominating the first half of the song, and then at about the four-and-a-half-minute mark, it transitions. But by the way, I as much as I am upset about what has happened here, I want to thank you for the love that you did give me while we were together. I want to thank you for bringing me joy. And he tries to remember the good parts of the relationship, which is a really difficult thing to do after you've just been burnt. Uh, but Tyler sort of summons up this sentiment that, you know, it wasn't completely wasted. I can't view it as a complete waste of my time because while we were together, I really did enjoy it. Um, so I think it's a, it's kind of a powerful sentiment, a powerful way of expressing gratitude at a very difficult time. Well, it takes it takes a big person to be able to say thank you to someone who hurt you. <laughs> yes, exactly, and that's exactly what he's doing here. Tyler, the creator with "Gone, Gone," thank you on Sound Opinions. Is the Creator with Gone Gone. Thank you on Sound Opinions. A you? reminder uh, to listeners, Greg, that Tyler the Creator is a completely
0: different artist these days, as we said when we reviewed his last album, yep. uh, than he was in the odd future beginning. So if you like that song, uh, make sure to start with Igor or later. Right. <laughs> Don't dig earlier. <laughs> I'm thankful that Tyler the Creator has matured beyond his uh, his start. Um I'm going to an artist now who uh, we don't uh, we haven't played often on Sound Opinions, Bonnie Raitt. I'm going to go to the very start of her career, her debut album uh, released in 1971. I didn't know this because I was turned off by the accolades circa her many Grammy wins and I just uh, okay all right. but but, you know Bonnie Raitt uh, was much stronger in the beginning when nobody cared (laughs) you know Mm. in 1971 she records her debut album at a uh, abandoned summer camp Enchanted Island about 30 miles west of uh, Minneapolis on Lake Minnetonka because she was a huge admirer of those legendary uh, Twin Cities uh, bluesmen uh, Kerner and Dave Ray, mm-hmm. who I used to go see like on Tuesday nights at this fake British pub in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. um, they were wonderful. Uh, Kerner, Ray, and Glover had a standing gig and uh, recorded live to four track. You know, you can hear the empty summer camp. You can hear that Minnesota wind. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, thank you is one of the standout tracks, and it's uh, as beautiful a love song uh, as uh, as you can hear, really. Sitting here thinking, baby, about you, wondering how I ever got through my life without you. Um, I think uh, people who have experienced true love, you know, saying, thank you for that. How did I do this before mm-hmm. you came into my life? That's uh, that's a beautiful and timeless sentiment. Bonnie Raitt, thank you.
2: Sometimes when you're sleeping, I wonder if it's true. Take away this precious dream, you. Then you wake and hope.
1: Thank you, Bonnie Raitt. Yeah, the Bonnie Raitt debut album is fantastic. That is a great album. Really good record. She had a real great feel for blues, jazz, R&B, soul. I mean, she's one of the great song interpreters of all time. Well,
0: clearly one of those albums where she'd been living her life uh,
1: waiting for the minute when she got to put it all down on tape. Yeah, sure. Speaking of great singers and interpreters, uh, as well as interpreting her many own great songs, Lucinda Williams. Uh, has a song called Stowaway in Your Heart from the Down Where the Spirit Meets the Bone record in 2014. Lin- Lucinda's been on a roll. I'd say the last decade and a half, one great album after You're another. You're right. Uh, she had a long stretches between albums before that, but I think she's figured it out. She's figured out how to get comfortable in the recording studio and get down when she does best. Even her love songs are unconventional. This is a song where she's talking about love as, you know, being a stowaway. Okay, what, what does that mean exactly? You're sort of hiding away from the rest of the world, mm. you know? And in her, in her conception of love in this song, she's talking about the whole idea that love is, is, like a, is like being a stowaway. It's a place where you can be yourself, where you can be secure, where you can feel shelter from the storm, to uh, quote, you know, Bob Dylan, uh, one of her favorites. That is a powerful sentiment, too. And I think she's feeling gratitude towards the person who can provide that, who can make her feel that way. Um, it's, to me, it speaks to a relationship that is not brand new. It is a relationship that has been long-lasting. It's the, it's, a, it's the relationship that a married couple has over, over the years, and, as Lucinda has now uh, been, been married for a number of years. And I think uh, it's coming from that place. Stow Away in Your Heart by Lucinda Williams on Sound of Peace.
2: Thank you for giving me a place to keep my love. I don't need anything special, none of that stuff. I'm a stow in your heart, and that's enough. Thank you for giving me a place. To
1: keep my love That is Stowaway in your heart you from Lucinda a Williams, a little bit of gratitude on sound opinions. When we
0: return, we'll hear our final picks die. for songs about giving thanks. That's in a minute on Sound opinions.
2: And that's the prize Thank
0: you And we are back. This week, we're sharing songs about giving thanks just in time for Thanksgiving. Greg, I think if you put these songs on a playlist together with uh, those we chose on episode 626 back in 2017, uh, that'll get you through the dinner. No Mm -hmm, problem. All the way to the pumpkin pie. (laughs) Uh, we got a few more picks to share. This is where I go off the deep end and open myself to being mocked by you. I think, <laughs> um, you know. Look, I did Led Zeppelin. I did. I did Sly and the Family Stone. Thanks for letting me be myself back in 2017. Right. So, I'm looking for songs about thanks and, and I'm digging deep and I'm finding them. Uh, and I'm saying, do I really want to play Fallout Boy on my radio show? And yes, I will play Fallout Boy. Now, there are many things about the eyeliner wearing Pete Wentz that became very, 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 very silly, right? But I first met Fallout Boy down at South by Southwest when they had driven in a van all the way from Chicago. They were still playing here, Fireside Bowl, you know, unload the the van themselves and I really like them and even when they got you know filling the arenas and, and uh, having big hits and being silly whenever I wrote about Out Boy I got the sweetest <laughs> notes from uh, their, their parents I'd always get these emails. You know, thank you for writing about my boy Pete. Thanks for writing about Patrick again, Jim. You know, it's always a treat to see them in the sun times, right? And I didn't always praise what they were doing. But there were things that I liked uh, about those big uh, pop punk, I'm on thin ice even using that term to describe them with their production value. I I did like their their pop punk hooks. I did like uh, Mr. Wentz's. over the top super pretentious lyrical ways <laughs> right i'm going to play thanks for the memories of course right now that is spelled t h n k s F R T H M M R. They took out all the vowels, right? And what was that a response to? Of course, Fallout Boy was infamous for having these super, super long song titles and album titles. And the record company at one point says to uh, uh, Pete, uh, can you make them a little shorter, right? It could be <laughs> a little more friendly for radio. So Pete's answer to that was writing Thanks for the Memories and taking out all the vowels from the title. <laughs> He had a sense of humor, Uh, and Patrick Stump had a great, great voice. Um, This song is one of those sarcastic thank yous. I'm going to make you bend and break it. Um, It's about somebody who broke his heart, right? And um, I think is saying to him, uh, you know, he tastes like you, only sweeter, because the object of his affections has moved on right to something better, and his response uh thanks for the memories right mm. but you can take out the nastiness and make it uh, <laughs> still a good a good song to play with your cranberry sauce uh and I will add that all my young students just think fallout boys the greatest I, I think it's a generational thing <laughs> I always liked them, but I always laughed at them. Fall Boy on Sound Opinion.
2: And I want these words to make things right But it's the wrongs that make the words come to life But who does he think
0: The other thing I forgot to mention, Greg, thanks for the memories by Fallout Boy, is produced by Babyface. One of two songs on that album where,
1: I mean, they were always trying to color outside the lines. Well, yeah, okay, gotta give them credit for that. I will say I'd like the Patrick Stump solo record. Does that count? Yeah, yeah, you always laughed at my Fallout Boy affection. Yes, I but... still am, do right, you, know, you? Just would. in case you're wondering. Come on, give it to me. I'll thank you <laughs> for
0: giving me Fallout Boy grief. It gets worse as my picks go on. It's going to get worse.
1: All right. I'm bracing for that. I, uh, I I want to play a Chicago artist as well, uh, Chance the Rapper, yes. with, with a track called Blessings from his coloring book LP in 2016. Uh, talk about boatloads of Grammys. That was uh, a, a big winner the following his year. His big breakthrough. And, uh, he, you know... As with many Chicago hip-hop artists in recent years, gospel underpinning a lot of what Chance does on this record. Mm -hmm. And I think on multiple levels, not just the content of the lyrics, but also in the spirit of the record, about community. The church gospel, the church community, the African-American community, is about togetherness, about bringing more people into the fold. The idea that Chance is sharing... Uh, a lot of these recordings with his friends in the band, The Social Experiment, with his friends on the Chicago scene, like Jamila Woods, who has a, a major vocal part on this record. Mm. Uh, that's the spirit of this record. And the whole idea, he would end many of his concerts with this sentiment, are you ready for your blessings? You know, And people always say, you know, people look askance at uh, religion, uh, Christianity, when it's invoked, Uh, In pop songs, I think Chance does it in a way that's universal, that's beyond, uh, you know, tokenism to a a specific religion. It's about a broader sense of um, good things happen to you when you least expect them. Mm. You know, like this, it's not going to be like on a schedule where you can predict when it'll happen. Yeah. Live your life in service to others, good things will happen. That's essentially the the sentiment in the song. I think think that's something, those are words to live by. Love your neighbor, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Two artists, Chicago artists who I deeply, deeply respect from that standpoint. Chance the Rapper and Jamila Woods on Blessings on Sound Opinions. It seems like
2: blessings keep falling in my lap. It seems like blessings keep falling in my lap. I don't make songs for free, I make them for freedom. Don't believe in kings, believe in the kingdom. Chisel me into stone prayer, whistle me into song air. Dying laughing with Krillin saying something about blonde hair. Jesus, black life ain't matter. I know I talked to That
1: is Chance the Rapper with blessings on sound opinions. Jim, you said you're gonna go deeper into the. Uh you know, we're Is recovering. this kind of guilty pleasure territory here? Is that I was going to say, guilty pleasure. Okay. Yeah, right. we're, we're trying clear. to recover from our yeah. Catholic upbringings <laughs> and not
0: be guilty about any pleasure. Right. Um, you and I both have a soft spot for 70s AM pop radio, right? I always love the picture of uh, young Mr. <laughs> Cott with the big Afro uh, in bed with the AM radio, right? Uh, and I did too. I mean, you know, that was our introduction to music. And, and uh, you know, pop music... It, it, on mainstream radio was very was very adventurous in in terms mm-hmm. of spanning genres in the seventies. Um, this is not necessarily one of those genre spanning great songs. Andrew Gold, thank you for being a friend. All right, who was this guy? Third tier. L.A. singer-songwriter in the era of, like, Linda Ronstadt, James Taylor, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably best known in some ways for writing a couple uh, of Linda Ronstadt's songs early on. There was that whole scene, right, of granola-eating long-haired wannabe hipsters in in Laurel Canyon, right? Um, He's one of them. He had four albums uh, from the mid-70s to 1980. None of them did much, Greg, so he found another career writing music For TV shows Thank you for being a friend Is re-recorded And becomes the theme song For Golden Girls There are many people That love Mm -hmm. that sitcom Okay Uh, For campy reasons I shall never understand (laughs) I never liked that sitcom Right Um, He also wrote Did you know this The uh, theme song For Mad About You another sitcom I I could have cared less about and and many other uh, but I don't know I went to this song uh, because I was thinking of what was that song from 70s AM pop I used to hear all the time right Mm -hmm. you know and it's uh, thank you for being a friend I say that to you with all sincerity Gregcott thank you for being a friend Um, and I'm sorry I'm going to play Andrew Gold on (laughs) Sound Opinions
2: (laughs)
1: Gold, thank you for being a friend. Uh, Well, you know what? Uh, the Golden Girls did have Betty White in it, though, didn't it? Oh, well, Betty White's She's really cool. cool. Yeah. I'm going to have to, like, raise our game here a little bit. I'm going to go to a Ray Davis, Davies Davis song. Uh, by the way, Ray Davies, that's the way most people pronounce it. We had Ray himself on the show. It's Ray Davis, in case anybody's going to complain. So I want to say thank you to every single listener who writes in
0: and tells us we are pronouncing his (laughs) name wrong, no matter whether we say Davies or Davis. Right, right. When we have said Davis, we hear from people, what are you guys, stupid? His name is Davies. No, No, I I will go always with the person who tells me how to pronounce his, her, or their name. But that's not good enough for some
1: We people. have to thank Ray for that. Thank and you, Ray. We, uh, thank you. And we also have to respect the fact that that's what he prefers to be called. That's what the name is pronounced. That That is what... Yeah, but he didn't... You know, in all fairness, it took him like 50 years <laughs> to tell the world that. And for that reason, I'll just call him Ray. For Ray. He's just of this Ray. Week. We yeah. love Ray. So Ray wrote this song, Days, uh, that was released as a single in 68. Um, it did end up on a record, and then it got pulled off that record for the U.S. release. And, you know, he did not think that much of the song. And now it has become one of those uh, go-to songs for, for Kinks uh, fans uh, because it's a great song. Uh, and Ray has come around and said, you know what? It, it holds up pretty well. Maybe it wasn't so bad. Uh, and, and essentially, it's addressing a breakup, apparently. But it works in a way that could be applied to a million people. Different scenarios, it seems like. Thank you for the days. Thank those endless days, those sacred days you gave me. So there's a parting going on here. Somebody's saying goodbye to someone else. Is it a song of appreciation about someone who's gone? Someone who had an impact on the the narrator's life and has since moved on? uh, You know, a relationship? Is it an appreciation for a former lover or a friend? Or is it some beloved family member who died eulogizing them at their Mm. funeral? So it has multiple applications, but it, it is, a, in fact, a, a looking back with fondness on a certain period in real life that this person brought you joy. Uh, Days by the Kinks on Sound Opinions. I
2: bless the light, I bless the light, the light's on you, believe me. And though you're gone, you're with me every single day, believe. me. Days when you can't see wrong from right. You took my life But then I knew that very soon you'd leave
1: me. Days by the kinks on sound opinions. Jim, uh, you've got one more, right? I do have one
0: more. <laughs> and I'm I'm sorry. Actually, this is not a bad song. It was ruined uh, by a subsequent sample, I think, to some degree. I'm going to play Thank You by Dido. All right. One of the rewarding things of, uh, of digging back deep into an artist uh, that you, you know, came and went and you basically forgot about. I did not know this. And this is a rather gratuitous mention, but I have to come up with it. I think... After Brian Peter George St. John Baptist de la Salle Eno, that's Brian Eno's full Mm. name, that the longest name in pop music history belongs to Florian Cloud de Bonneville O'Malley Armstrong, aka Dido. (laughs) No, you can see why you would want a really short name, Eno or Dido, if that was your full name. I had not thought about Dido uh, since uh, the 90s, and Thank You was a huge hit. And I was playing it this morning, and my wife says, why are you playing Dido, first of all? And then she says, wow, it's so good to hear this again. All right, so maybe it's not irredeemable. I think that when Eminem sampled it for Stan, one of his most misogynistic, homicidal fantasy songs, uh, it it kind of ruined it It's it's not really misogynistic, though. Uh, well, stan, stan wants to I kind of like him. Stan. You like Well, yeah, but it's it yeah, I think Stan's it's the ablenive's p- better songs. Fan And ga- yeah, it gives us pop culture reference stands when you're a stan of someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I I don't know. It was everything around Stan was was tainted for me by the misogyny of him constantly wanting to kill his wife, ex-wife Kim. In song. Yes, in song. He never did it. Yeah. Yes. Um I don't know. I I couldn't forgive Dido for letting Eminem sample it, right? <laughs> or then, you know, then he plays it, uh, I think it was at the Grammys, with uh, Elton John singing that part, uh, whatever. Uh, but you know what? This is not a bad little oh, song. worked for me. I don't especially know. I liked it in both versions. You liked it in both versions. You I like it
1: sampled in Stan. I liked her original version of it. I thought know, it was great. I, I think the way it starts, her
0: tea's getting cold. She's wondering why she gets out of bed at all, you know? know it's it's everybody's been feeling that for the entire two-year ordeal of COVID and then you know there's this ray of sunshine I just want to thank you I want to thank you for giving me the best day of my life as Dido says uh so thank you Dido and this is thank you Even by Dido
2: there, all that I might last the day and then you call me and it's not so bad it's not so bad
0: Dido, thank you. When's the last time you thought about Dido? Great. Where is Dido today? Today, today I thought about today.
1: Dido. Thanks to you. I'm, I'm sorry, I, it's, it's okay. I'm I'm good with it. I'm, I'm actually going to go home and play Stan now. I was really trying that's to, to figure really out, to hear. you know, what happened to Dido's career, and uh, I was coming up pretty empty. She's been not doing much for a long time now. That's true. Well, that's kind of the one-hit wonder, right? But she's had multiple albums, right? Yeah, she had a couple albums. Right. Yeah. I uh, wanted to end on a note where I I talk about. A love of bands. Thank you to the bands for being a band. Thanks for being a band, man. You ever said that to anybody at the end of a show? My, I'm pretty no, sure no, when I was about 18, I said that to about 17 bands. Oh, the, the line
0: <laughs> I always loved along those lines was the Del Fuegos
1: would put on the cover of every one of their albums. Good luck to all bands. <laughs> yeah. We're That's, all in this together. Exactly I love that. right, right. Just for being a band and getting up there and playing. You got up there and you played, man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this song, the Descendants are both poking fun at that idea, and they're also embracing it. And I think there there's an element of sincerity in the way singer Milo Aukerman uh, delivers the lyrics that were written, in fact, by the bassist in the band, Carl Alvarez. Mm. Carl never... You know, never spilled the beans on which band he was talking about in this particular song. So it could be any band. It could be, it's your favorite band. You know, our band could be your life. Yeah. As the Minuteman once said. And that's what this song embodies. I don't think there's been a better song, a better love song, gratitude song, written about a band than this particular one. And it can as I said, it could apply to anyone. Thank you for playing the way you play. Did you know your why I go and waste my time at a rock and roll show? The Greatest Poetry.
2: <laughs>
1: you let me know I'm not alone. That's the line that always gets me. You let me know I'm not alone. Yeah. I think a lot, of, a lot of people go to shows and they realize, you know, there's other people out here that are into the same thing I am. It makes me feel alive. It makes me feel like, like things me. are worth going on, right? The Descendants with Thank You. I'm Sandra Henry. Descendants, amazing pop punk band, uh, many, many decades of service uh, to us with their songwriting, and that is one of the best. Thank you on Sound Opinions.
0: That wraps up our conversation, and now we want to hear from you. Do you have a favorite song about giving thanks? Leave a voice message on our website,
1: soundopinions.org. Greg, what do we have on the show next week? Jim, next week, nothing less than one of our favorite artists ever uh, to appear on Sound Opinions. Amy Mann is going to go through her life in music, picking some of the tracks that defined her as an artist. Something new and different with Amy Mann. Indeed. And this week on our bonus podcast, you added a song to our Desert Island jukebox. Indeed I did. You'll just
0: have to listen to the bonus to find out what. For more Sound Opinions, listen to our podcast wherever you find such things. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this program belong solely to Sound Opinions and not necessarily to Columbia College Chicago or our
1: sponsors. And speaking of sponsors, every week our show reaches hundreds of thousands of curious listeners from around the globe via podcast and on 150 public radio stations nationwide. If you'd like to learn more on how your business or organization can also reach this engaged and educated audience, You can email sponsor at soundopinions.org. That's sponsor at soundopinions.org. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters.
0: Sound Opinions is produced, and we thank our producers, by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo, and our intern, Mary Bernthal, our social media consultant. Last seen dancing around the kitchen to Sister Sledge is Katie Cott.